that's a mean uh mean tactic you just used to start the recording because you said mini apple stick and the only thing i heard was gonna take a ride on the disco stick <laughs> <laughs> oh gaga rhyme or free it doesn't matter to me it's my bad poetry good day and welcome to my bad poetry a podcast where we take a deep dive into our poems from youth yesteryear and even yesterday Always asking the question, why in the world did I write this? I'm Aaron. And I'm Dave. Together this week, we are looking at a poem from the third anthology of my high school collection, Analogy of Life. Dave, um, I'm sorry I couldn't find us to guess to break up this mess. Yeah, yeah. We needed a break between love and love too. And by a break, I mean like a chasm. An uncrossable chasm. Yes. Well, Dave, to bring us into the realm of poetry and one step closer to the mess that is love too, mm-hmm. uh, let's let's hear yours for today. What did you have? This is a poem that I am calling 1214. From the bottom of my heart, from the top of my head, from the pit of my gut, from the tips of my toes, from the marrow of my bones, from the drums of my ear. Please, please stop screaming. Hmm. Oh, that hit hard. Right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dave, uh, that's that was a good poem. <laughs> that was, that's, that's an authentic poem. That, that one... Uh, Cut to the quick. Right, yes. with every fiber of my being. Please, just just stop screaming. Oh, we uh, had a rough night with our daughter last night, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah when, you, when you said 1214, I initially thought it was going to be one of your half-baked, I wrote this at 1215, we recorded 1230. Ah. Uh, no, you went, you cut the other this, way. This was AM, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully your your daughter is in better spirits today. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can la- probably hear her because I don't think we can cut out their screams of laughter I, and joy. No, I can't really. Um, if we sat in silence for a bit, I might be able to get that sound and then have audacity try and wipe it. But I think it would just take half of our voices. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Yep. laughs> so. Oh, I was watching a YouTube video with a whole production team. And clearly they had tried to cut out some white noise in the background and you could tell Mm. like it was rough. Yeah. Yeah. It works for a nice monotone, like air conditioner. Right. Less so for like car traffic and kids and right. Noisy neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of grin and bear it. But we'll, we'll have them accompany this to lighten the mood. As we dive into Love 2. And I think by by the end of this reading, your poem about a screaming child might just apply to please stop reading. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. We found a new tagline for our (laughs) podcast. Please, please stop reading. Okay, well, here we go, Dave. Love to. Why must love be so hard? 
It's the world's greatest puzzle that no one has ever solved completely. For to learn to love, one must learn heartbreak. From love at first sight, heartbreak is inevitable. Why must love be attached to heartbreak? To the death of the soul. Hmm? Okay, sorry. To death of the soul. (laughs) I honestly... I like that more. You do? Yeah. Take out the article so it's more generalized. I think that actually makes a little more sense. That it's not the death of the soul, but it's death of the soul. To death of the soul. Okay, you've convinced me. I think that's... That's a poetic line. As far as your your errors in writing go, this one almost makes the poem better. Almost helps. Yeah. Yep. Yes, first impressions, I believe the word is exhausting. (laughs) And exhaustive, (laughs) but mostly exhausting. Yeah, exhaustive in that, like, this is clearly the sequel to love from last week which i did have a poem titled love in the previous anthology conveniently uh uh, season two episode three so season three episode three we return to love different love so this technically is (laughs) is love three no it's love two dot one there you go yes and it is bad it is <laughs> well that's all the time we that's have all on the time episode yep. <laughs> we're yeah. gonna leave you this week with the words of any poet we're gonna leave you the theme from barney because <laughs> that was decent compared to this yeah okay dave so um beyond first impressions why must love be so hard <laughs> oh my gosh why must love be so hard And again, you're making this so direct that love is only relationships. Yep, yep. Love at first sight. Love at first sight. And heartbreak. That's even worse. Like, it's not even like a relationship that develops over time. It's just love at first sight. Well, it says from love at first sight, heartbreak is inevitable. Assumes that the that the relationship blossoms and grows and and becomes beautiful and then is broken. <laughs> mm. I would argue that love at first sight is kind of broken itself. Fair enough. Maybe if <laughs> infatuation would have been a better term. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think the boldness of a 16-year-old self to declare that no one has ever solved the puzzle that is love. Yes. Is um pretty presumptuous. <laughs> <laughs> that is a big understatement, but yes, very very presumptuous. I this is to me, this is giving me The Matrix is such a complicated movie. Like, that's the energy I'm getting from it. The Matrix isn't actually that complicated of a movie. It's just, like, there's a lot of unanswered questions that people didn't want to explore because they just didn't really care much. And so they're like, no, it's really complicated. Love is not actually that complicated. No. Like, people over overemphasize the complicatedness of it so that it's easier to explain why love falls apart and oh no now we have a 32 year old dude saying i understand love 
Ah, crud. Yeah, you want to walk? You want to walk that back, Dave? <laughs> yeah, I'm always wrong. I have always been wrong. I will always be wrong. <laughs> That's. I think that is the interesting thing that we could we could pull from this is that it's asking a universal question, mm-hmm. and don't. I'm not going to say it because you'll sing it, but it's asking a universal question around the idea of love and how we experience it together, if it's shared. So, so like this universal question would be something like, I, 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 just from the, what is love? <laughs> You're welcome. It was unavoidable. Yeah. I mean, when you retread all of this, I have to retread my only joke that I have. Here's a random outburst of song. And usually the same song. (laughs) It's hard to do a podcast when the previous self's material is just all retread. All retread every time. Okay, here's something I want to ask you, Dave. Okay. This is a stipulation that my 16-year-old self was making. To learn to love is Mm -hmm. to also learn heartbreak. Agree or disagree? Disagree. Okay. (laughs) Well. That was very easy. (laughs) Explain thyself. I don't want (laughs) to. That's perfect for an audio medium. Uh, we're just going to move along and sit in silence. <laughs> no, I love is not just relationships. Like, love... <sighs> okay, okay. I see what you're getting at. There's, yes. There's the love of a family. There's yeah. the love of a community. But wouldn't... Uh, and and that that does not require heartbreak to yes. know and to experience and to live into. Okay, if we were to limit ourselves, one must learn heartbreak. I don't think that that is a requirement to understanding love, to understand heartbreak, especially because, like, uh, last week we kind of talked about those, the little deaths. That wasn't last week, was it? No, it was. It was was the small deaths. We didn't say little deaths because of the implication from medieval uh, song. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> small deaths no just like the, the the brokenness that we experience and I think heartbreak has its own its own big meaning um mm. like I, I I think that heartbreak is a part of life but heartbreak is ultimately not a part of love heartbreak is kind of an antithesis of love okay okay so whereas this previous poem believes that is taking love and the the lack of love as part of the definition of love yeah you're saying that love when it's over is no longer an aspect of love heartbreak is its own separate category of loneliness disappointment grief small death to understand something, you have to understand nothing. Is more, yeah, that's kind of what I'm getting at. Okay. Like that, that doesn't make sense. Like to understand a basketball, you have to understand a lack of basketball. 
Like I just. No, I get it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> that is the worst metaphor anyone has ever made. I yeah, this is a this is a crappy poem uh with with a crappy message. Yeah. And the follow-up to love, which was all about the end of love is death. <sighs> we come back to that with to death of the soul, which mm-hmm. I do agree. I think you've convinced me on that. That is maybe the most poetic line of this entire thing. But again, that's like saying cow manure smells better than pig manure. Yeah. I mean, you're right, but still cow manure. Yeah. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. So here's my thing. The the Revival cast um, recording of Into the Woods just dropped today. Seriously? Yeah. I didn't know and that. It's phenomenal. <laughs> it's so good. I'm going back to my uh previous metaphor of pig manure and cow manure. <clears throat> anyway. It might be an improvement over the pig manure, but it's still cow manure. Okay, so said with love and a lot of anger. So I'm gonna keep interrupting you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> So I'm thinking of my context for images of love Mm -hmm. as I'm crafting these poems as a 16-year-old, being raised in a house where my sister blared Sondheim all the time, uh, and I inherited that love. There are songs in Sondheim that have similar themes. Now, one is comedic that I probably didn't realize at the time how comedic it truly is, but that's agony and the agony reprise from Into the Woods. But then I think the more complex picture that Sondheim paints in company. In what? Company. Oh, okay. uh, With with songs like Being Alive Mm -hmm. and Marry Me a Little. There's these pictures of a complicated love or relationship where fighting and where um, uh, unequal compromises are made. Mm-hmm. And I think at a 16-year-old level, I'm hearing these songs like Agony and Marry Me a Little and Being Alive. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> this is love. To know agony, to, to, yeah. to say, somebody hold me too close. Somebody hurt you too deep. Somebody sit in your chair and ruin your sleep. And then like, there's like, somebody need you too much. Someone to know you too well. Someone to pull you up short, to put you through hell. It's the, it's the balance. And okay. so I'm hearing that song as a love ballad. And in my mind, I'm like, yes. Love and love too is to is to oh, know wow. somebody somebody to give you heartbreak someone to ex, to to have you experience a small death. That's my best justification for this view of love. I just I want you to understand this, Aaron. As much as I dislike Sondheim. You're making me dislike his music more because his music inspired this poetry. Ooh. Yeah. Like, he's, mm-hmm, he's mm-hmm. going down in my estimation because of what you did to his work. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's impressive. I, I assumed there was a like a basement <laughs> on this thing. But we are we are digging through the concrete of an unfinished basement right now. We're in a subcellar or whatever. <laughs> I experienced that as well. Uh one of my all-time favorite musicals is Guys and Dolls. Which is a really fun musical. It is. But then you actually like listen to the words and like it's it's very misogynistic. Mm-hmm. Uh it's very one-sided. Uh, love is something that happens to women, and it's something that men do. Like, they show yeah. love, they give love. Um, yeah, especially when you get into, like, the... Um, when you see a guy reach for stars in the sky, you can bet that he's doing it for some doll. Um, yep. And then also just the connotation of referring to women as dolls, uh, as in, like, a plaything. It's... It's real bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's real bad. Yes. Yep. Do we have to examine all of, like, the American culture and realize that there's entrenched misogyny and racism in it all? Nah. No. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I was worried for a second. Oh, no, that one hurt. That one, that one hurt. That is a joke that is too close to home. Are you experiencing a small death of the soul, Dave? Yeah. <laughs> the heartbreak that you that you have uh, knowing that one of your favorite musicals has, has problems. It's problematic. Oh, my gosh. All of my favorite musicals and pieces of media and myself. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, Dave. Yes. um, As as we have debated love and heartbreak. Mm. Is this good or garbage? Heartbreak. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's not really an answer. That's terrible. Mm. I've been working on a list of ways to insult your poetry. Um, So far, it is one bullet point long, uh, and it's just, this is good, considering it was written by you. I can't use that for this poem, because it's not good, even considering it was written by you. The other day, my son found a light bulb, and he decided to pick up said light bulb, uh, which was broken. The filament was already broken in it. And he decided to throw it down the stairs. Uh, It was a very exciting time because it was a very loud pop and then there was glass everywhere. So I would say, this is like that light bulb that was broken and then it got even more broken somehow. Like it got less useful and almost actively harmful. So, uh, you are a broken light bulb that I am on my hands and knees trying to clean up. Dave, Dave, I want to, I want to. Oh, I say to this poem, not to you, Aaron. Okay, okay. (laughs) I was, (laughs) I was going to, uh, just challenge you there on the, you are a. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Okay. Again, my whole purpose in this is to make you angry. (laughs) Should we talk a bit about that toxic masculinity thing again? rude <laughs> fine um i'll do something nice oh you don't have to you know the woods to feed the cow to sail the cow to get to the fair you don't even give that show a, 
a fighting chance, Dave? Uh, I have seen it three times. I have listened to multiple cast recordings. They're all garbage. How are we friends? I don't know, buddy. Okay. Okay. Well, we're going to end this week with the words <laughs> of a true poet. Uh, this is from Anne Reeve Aldrich, and this is called Rose Song. Plant above my lifeless heart, crimson roses red as blood, as if the love pent there so long were pouring forth its flood. Then through them my heart may tell its past of love and grief, and I shall feel them grow from it and know a vague relief. Through rotting shroud shall feel their roots, and unto them myself shall grow. And when I blossom at her feet, she on that day shall know. Now that is a poem that I feel like I have to read multiple times, because there is... There's a lot of layers in there. And as somebody who is as uncultured as I am, you know, the fact that I hate Sondheim. Clearly. Um, yeah. <laughs> I am uncultured swine. Um, but no, I, there's there's a lot of beauty in that. And there is so much to unpack from it. I like that. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. Well, uh Next week, we will, uh, I'll do better at trying to. <laughs> <laughs> no, just stop there. I'll do better. I'll do better. I'll, I'll do better in every way. I make way. no such promises for myself. My previous self, it it won't be better, but um, okay. but uh, we will at least be done with the love saga. Yeah, I think we, we should, should have a guest for next week. No. I got nothing else. Dave, you have anything? Uh... No. Great. This has been <laughs> My Bad Poetry. Now go write your own bad poetry. <laughs> so I can't convince you on Sondheim. I, no, I you, can't. I'm, you will never convince will never me on Sondheim. Sondheim. That's oh, Garbage. Makes me... Huh? Makes me judge all of your uh, taste in anything. As <laughs> well you should. <laughs> I have horrible taste in everything. Rhyme free, Rhyme free doesn't matter. Free.